everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor, and uh, I'm here writing solo. Before I get started, I want to wish everybody who is listening a happy Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak, to those of you who are fasting. Um, I'm recording this at 10 o'clock at night, and I'm not fasting right now because I just ate a lot. <laughs> and... Um, I apologize. I mean, I don't have to apologize. You guys understand. Some of my episodes are going to be coming in late. It might not be to schedule because, guys, I only have like four hours of life, okay? So I'm trying to do the best I can. I spent my Friday today watching all of the episodes that dropped of uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock. Uh, So I watched three hours (laughs) of these ladies squawking. And we're going to get into it. Let's just dive right in. So Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, if you uh, don't have Peacock, get on it. Guys, honestly, it's like six bucks and you don't get any ads. And honestly, it's sometimes better than just going and waiting on Bravo to like release their episodes or watch Bravo On Demand because Bravo On Demand has a lot of ads. Like Hulu has ads. Everything has ads. But Peacock is like five or seven dollars and you don't get any ads and everybody should watch be watching all of your bravo content on peacock anyway this released on peacock yesterday and i was really overwhelmed about the fact that they were releasing three episodes at once i was like oh no like i have so much stuff to catch up on i promised you guys a whole bunch of stuff about new jersey and i just i haven't even gotten to that i haven't watched the last miami reunion i was like how am i going to catch up how am i going to watch this but my god Real Housewives Ultimate Girlship is one of like the best ideas that these people at Peacock or Bravo like came up with. I mean, it's so smart because I think one of the things that's lately been really frustrating is watching Housewives and knowing that a big part of the conversation that they're not having is that is like we're all on a TV show. And so I like Ultimate Girlship because we get to talk about that. We get to talk about like being on a TV show. And honestly, I believe that it's okay to transition housewives to not just a show about women living fabulous lives and having, you know, interpersonal relationships and stuff, but also now the fact that they are coworkers, now the fact that they are on a nationally televised, you know, show, that they are in this sort of, um, public celebrity reality tv life and I think it would be interesting to talk about the show that way it would be interesting to see their lives that way you know it's not just that they're quote unquote friends but also that they're on a tv show and things can be discussed and not discussed on the tv show I think that if they transitioned more of this stuff into um the regular housewives it would be really fun because that's like that's my favorite part of ultimate girls trip is watching them talk about you know making money after they get on the show and what they love about being a housewife and what they don't love and all that kind of stuff so I'm loving it um the first episode it's all the women packing right so we have bad weather from Salt Lake City we got Giselle and Candace from Potomac we have Marisol and Alexia from Miami then we have Leah from New York Leah McSweeney, and we have Portia from Atlanta. Now, the rumor is that it was supposed to be Tinsley and Leah, but um, I guess Tinsley backed out last minute. (laughs) Tinsley seems like a person who's like, 
I want to be on reality TV, but I'm also terrified of being on reality TV. You know, like, and I kind of like respect her for it because I think she's like, I know that I've done enough. I know that people love to make a meme out of me. Yeah, I'm drinking. Hold on. Let me actually, on that note, have a drink of water. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm drinking, you guys. It's 10 o'clock at night in Ramadan and I haven't had enough water. Um, But I love that Tinsley's like doing her own thing, you know, like I love that she's she sometimes she like dips her toes in and then like jumps right out. I don't know. I appreciate it. But anyway, Tinsley backed out. And so instead what they got was Portia. I think Portia is a great fit on this. I'm having a great time watching her. I'm having a great time watching her lie through her teeth. I'm having a great time watching her, uh, you know, get shady with these girls, with Giselle. So the women are packing. Portia is narrating it. And honestly, the most surprising part so far in watching them pack was that Bad Weather's on good terms. Giselle and Candace are on good terms. And um, apparently this was filmed. Filming started five days after Jen Shaw pled guilty. So a couple of thoughts about that timeline. I don't know how I feel about watching a TV show after we've already watched the reunions of some of these shows. Like, like we've already watched Miami Reunion. We've already watched Potomac and Salt Lake City. So it feels kind of strange to be like watching this before that. I don't know. Or watching this after that. Watching these things that happened before or after that's already happened. But regardless, it's great. Um... The music, I have to say, the theme music for this season is just fine. I, like, was really looking forward to having a great time with the songs because Housewives on the Island, baby, and then the Luigi's Mansion music that we got last year at Berkshire's, uh, at the Berkshire's, I was like, oh, what are they going to do for Thailand? Kind of lackluster. It just kind of sounded like generic, like, background music. I don't know. I just, like, I wanted more more pizzazz than you know what we got um anyway they all fly to phuket it's a really long drive drive flight um we meet pepsi the concierge the villa is stunning he seems like a great time he's been in conversation with these girls for a while whitney is the first to arrive at the villa at one o'clock but somehow manages to get lost for 45 minutes which I love. I love that for Whitney. Um, Leah gets there and she's, I gotta say, she's immediately insufferable. Like, I just don't like her. I don't like the fact that bad weather is immediately fangirling. I'm like, ugh, get out of here. You guys are so stupid. But I think that Whitney and Heather are just happy to be allowed out of the country because they have not been allowed out of the country for quite some time. Um, Giselle immediately, as soon as everybody starts to arrive, Giselle immediately asks Heather about Gentra. And Heather is just through these three episodes, is just being such a loser. That's like the only way I can explain Heather. Is like Heather is a loser. She's like, oh, Whitney gets a pass? Yeah, Heather, of course Whitney gets a pass. She's not friends with Jen Shaw like that. She's not up Jen's ass. And, you know, Heather, as usual, gives really no answers. And she's like skirting around. Do you think she's innocent? Do you do not think she's innocent? Heather's like, yeah, I don't know what's changed. I don't know what's changed. I don't know what happened. And Alexia says really quite brilliantly, considering Alexia's quite colorful past with criminals, she says, I know what changed. 30 years. She saw that she might be getting 30 years and she pled and she took the 14 or whatever. And honestly, it's the smartest thing Alexia's ever said. Alexia and Teresa both on Ultimate Girls Trips really benefit because so far three episodes in, 
I don't hate Alexia. Um, Leah, Marisol, and Heather and Portia arrive, and Leah and Heather have a very strange interaction. Heather's like, it's so hard to be sober here. I'm going to support you. And Leah's like, okay, great. Like, they're being friendly. And then Heather's like, yeah, they've already gotten me on me about Jen Shaw. And Leah's like, are they bothering you? It's okay. You've been manipulated by a narcissist. But it's funny because Heather's initially, like, offended by it. But then she admits that she enjoys getting manipulated by narcissists. She's Her type is a narcissist. It's a very strange thing to admit about yourself. We get a tour of the villa. It's gorgeous. Um, Pepsi teaches the girls about the spirit house, which is pretty much a teeny tiny little mother, right? And they, they make little prayers. It's very cute. And then Miami, um, the Miami girls are talking in Spanish to each other, as they usually do. And Giselle tells the Miami, Miami girls no Spanish. It would shocked me. I have to say, like, I thought that I could maybe see, like, I don't know, Heather or Whitney do something like that. But Giselle... I was like, what in the Ramona is this behavior? It's so strange. But I am dying at the Peacock regular subtitles and Giselle subtitles. So funny. Pepsi is assigned rooms to everybody. And Leah's room is the worst room. She is such a fucking brat. She hunts Pepsi down and she basically accosts him. And then she kind of drops it because that's what Leah does. It's a great example of what Portia says in like episode two or three which is Leah likes to do things to get attention and then once she gets attention she's like oh yeah yeah no 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 it's fine it's fine sorry anyway the girls are getting ready for lunch Giselle immediately gets to work she goes to Portia and she wants to talk to Portia about what they're going to plot they're going to talk to Heather about Jen Shah and Giselle is you know essentially in producer mode she's plotting she's prodding about women whose last names they don't even know they call them Whitney Houston and Heather Graham (laughs) Portia is not my favorite person I have to say I know people love Portia I watched Portia's spinoff to like the last show she did uh Portia's family vacation or whatever that was she was it was a very bad show for Portia's brand um And even on the show, Portia wasn't my favorite because I'm a Kenya Moore girl, okay? So to me, Portia's um, not always been the best, but I have to say I'm having a blast watching her. She's so funny on this. Um, In Candace's room, Candace says, and she thinks she's talking to Leah and Whitney, and she essentially says, listen, Giselle is an agent of chaos, okay? She's dedicated to chaos, You could be friends with her, but like, just don't trust her. And I think Candace is giving the best advice about how to deal with Giselle. I just wish that Candace herself would take this advice about how to deal with Giselle, you know? Um, When the girls are having some drinks before lunch, Heather is a complete asshole. And she says that she wants to get Leah drunk. And she thinks it's a fun challenge to get Leah drunk. And Leah's like, um relapsing would end my life like this is like telling me to kill myself and heather's like oh i know i read your book um excuse me if you read somebody's book and you know how much addiction is a disease why would you hand them a drink it's so fucking weird just listen you got to be a real piece of shit for for you to be this unlikable in front of leah mcsweeney leah mcsweeney sucks and so for me to sit here and be like oh heather what a terrible terrible annoying person you are It's astonishing. It's impressive even. Whitney says that this is like toddler behavior. Like Heather does these things and then she kind of forgets. And it's just toddler behavior. And I think it's a really great way of explaining it. Uh, Marisol is having what I think are withdrawals 
or something. I don't know. She says she's unwell. She has to make her own cocktails. And I think what that basically means is that they're not putting enough alcohol in her booze and she needs a lot more alcohol to function. Ooh. Anyway, the other ladies, they all eat lunch. Um, Leah tells the women what Heather did and how fucked up it was. (laughs) It's great. And they're all just coming down on Heather for being a idiot um Giselle asked Portia about building her brand and Portia gives us some insight into monetizing as a housewife and I think it's actually really interesting to hear them talk about it because that is the thing right like it's not just like that you get to be on this platform it's that you get to have this platform of millions of people and then you get to monetize off of that I think that's like a fairly new housewives thing too I don't think that that's something that other house like initially right like the first 10 years of housewives I don't think anybody was doing that I think this is something that primarily happened in like the last like three to four years but I think it's really smart that they're talking about it because we know Bravo does not pay them that well you know unless you're Nini I don't think or Beverly Hills Girls you're not getting paid that much money um They asked Leah if New York is coming back, and she's like, I don't know, which is hilarious because New York is coming back. It's just not coming back with Leah. Um, Giselle asks Bad Weather what their status is because Giselle is messy, okay? And then, unfortunately, we have to live through the Jizz for Jazz tickets. (laughs) Nonsense. It's so annoying. It goes nowhere. I don't care. I'm with Giselle. I'm sick of hearing it. Pick it up later. This is giving me indigestion. I also love Giselle for being like, okay, I want to hear what the drama is with you guys. And then when it gets too much, she's like, "Mm, no, 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 no. I want to switch the channel. I don't like this. That's happened to me in real life a couple of times. And I'm not a rude asshole, so I don't get to switch the channel. I unfortunately have to sit through my choices and listen to other people's drama, which I complain about initially. But then later on, I'm like, damn, I can't believe they told me all that. Anyway, Pepsi gets his first confessional and he gives us all of his first impressions of the ladies. And he says, all of the ladies are really nice. But I noticed one thing that he did. Any of the ladies that he doesn't like, he's like, he called them princesses. He was like, Heather, you know, she's a princess. Leah is a your highness. I think she calls, I think maybe he calls Marisol a princess. He calls somebody else a princess too. And I'm like, hmm. He fucking hates you if he's calling you, like, royalty. I think it means that you're a royal pain in his ass. Uh, The ladies get to dinner. They get ready for dinner, and they split into sprinter vans, and they leave behind Candace because she's late. Heather, as usual, complains in the van with Marisol and Alexia that people are annoyed with her about her behavior. Like, essentially what Heather is complaining to them about is like, oh, so I said this thing, and now they're all mad at me. Okay, Heather, yeah, you do shitty things and then people get annoyed with you and then they talk shit about you for doing shitty things. That's not a problem with people. That's a problem with you for doing the shitty thing to begin with, you know? In the van with Giselle, Portia, Leah, and Whitney, Leah says that she thinks that the fame has gotten to, or no, Whitney, Whitney says that she thinks that the fame has gotten to Heather's head. (laughs) And Giselle says she's not that famous. I love it. Uh, And then we also find out that like Heather wanted to room with Portia because of her 7 million Instagram followers. I mean, what a loser, honestly, honestly. At dinner, Marisol and Alexia chat about whether or not they're going to get drinks in Spanish because obviously Marisol's not feeling well. And again, January 6th, Giselle, she's mad. She's like, we're not doing that. (laughs) Just again, I love the fake translations for Giselle. It's so funny. Giselle gets there. Oh, no, Candace gets there. 
And now it's time for Giselle's little games. And she asks everybody, give me your worst impressions and best impressions of everybody. Who was, who did you have the worst impression of and who did you have the best impression of? And basically Giselle's trying to pit these white girls against each other, okay? Because she already knows that Leah's annoyed at Heather. She already threw Heather under the bus once. She's like, let me just keep going, okay? So now everybody knows what Heather said to Leah. Everybody's annoyed with Heather. They think that she's a monster. And yeah, everybody's just going around being like, yeah, Heather, you kind of suck. Everybody thinks that you suck. Leah, you know, she calls out Heather for her bullshit. They have a little talk, but Heather does the thing that Whitney said she would, which is she has pretend amnesia. And Heather, as usual, doesn't really want to deal with it, but she gives an apology. But I have to say Heather sucks, okay? Heather sucks. Portia calls Heather a fan. It's just so funny. They're going around the ra- the table and everybody just like can't stand Heather. It's great. Um, Marisol, though, gets to, gets to her and she says she didn't really like that Giselle was so irked by the Spanish. She thought that that was a little bit offensive. And I agree with Marisol, which is crazy. I've never agreed with Marisol about anything. Giselle apologizes by throwing her daughters on the bus. She basically says, my daughters talk shit about me in Spanish. And I just think now anybody who's talking in Spanish is talking shit about me, which is a crazy statement. (laughs) She's trying to be like, I basically am traumatized by my daughters talking shit about me in Spanish. So I can't be around people talking in Spanish. Giselle, grow up, grow up. Uh. Alexia says that Giselle is essentially asking questions and being a nosy bitch because she doesn't want to talk about herself. And that is accurate. That is accurate. Candace tells us in a confessional that Giselle doesn't want to talk about herself because life has beat her ass. (laughs) Going around the room, Whitney says that she thought that she wasn't going to like Candace because of how Candace had treated Ashley. And unfortunately, we have to unravel and discuss the Candace versus Ashley fighting. And Candace basically says, look, just because you're a mom doesn't mean that you get to be a shitty person. That's not an excuse for you being a shitty person. Yeah, I went, I'm going through a motherhood journey myself, but that doesn't excuse my shitty behavior. And I hope Candace remembers that because I feel like we're heading into a season maybe next year where Candace is going to be like, I'm on IVF and I have hormones and like I can, I'm like losing my control. Listen, babe. It's not an excuse. Just like Leah, it's not an excuse that you are PMSing. I'm sorry. Like you still have, you're still an adult that has to control their emotions, you know? But Candace is right. Just because you're a mother, it doesn't mean that you get to use that to like, to be like, oh, I'm a mom. So that's why I get to say certain things to other people. I don't know about that. Anyway, Portia and Candace kind of get into it because Portia's actually trying to say something nice about Candace. She's like, oh, when Candace grew up and she got into her motherhood journey, she realized that maybe the stuff that she said was wrong. And that's why she's owning what she said. And Candace is like, no, that's not the reason why I'm owning what I said. I always own what I said. I was saying what I said to be mean. I was being mean to be mean. (laughs) And Portia goes, all right, well, then I guess you're really fucking mean. It's great. I love Candace. And I love this interaction. And that's the end, I think, of episode one. Um, We go to episode two uh, because I think it opens up on... Does it open up on Portia and, and Candace fighting? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we go to episode two. We open up on Bugs and Breakfast. Uh, everybody's squealing and screaming and eating breakfast. Pepsi gives us another confessional. He just seems really lovely. He wants to be in Portia's omelet. I don't know what to make of that, but they're going to go to an elephant sanctuary that Leah is leading. 
Um, Marisol, you know, throughout these three episodes is really confirming for us that she's a functional alcoholic. She says that she drinks from day to night. It helps her think. And she has never had anybody tell her that it's a problem. So she doesn't think it's a problem. I don't know. She says that she's getting a tummy ache. And so she wants to numb the tummy ache by getting drunk. Ooh, I don't know, man. That sounds like a problem to me. Um, Leah goes to the spirit house and prays for a gentler, uh, PMS experience and she and Giselle do some yoga. Uh, we dig more into this Portia Candace feud because obviously things are a little bit tense from the dinner the night before, but Candace tells us in confessional that one of the reasons why she and Portia don't get along is because of some of the stuff that Portia said after the Monique and Candace fight uh, of season five. And now we also do know that Portia and Monique are very good friends. And we also know now in current times that Portia, when she got married, Candace did not go. Everybody from this trip, I guess, went to Portia's wedding, but Candace didn't go. But that was apparently a choice that Candace made because she knew that Monique would be there. Um, And I think they did an Instagram live once and they seemed like they were like perfectly fine. Anyway, the ladies head to the elephant sanctuary. Leah and Alexia are bonding. They're talking about Alexia's ex-husband. It seems like actually quite a lovely conversation. Portia shares with us that she's Nigerian, which is why she's so uh, much embracing all of her curves. That's where she gets her curves from. And I'm sorry, but I feel like the entire internet has discussed this before that Portia got her butt done, right? Right? Tell me I'm not crazy. I mean, she has curves. She's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. She has curves, but she also paid for some of those curves, right? Anyway, they get to the elephant sanctuary, and um, I'm with Candace, okay? I'm not trying to die in an elephant park, okay? I'm fine with seeing them from far away, but I'm like the Potomac girls. I don't really want to play. Giselle keeps making weird noises. Whitney gets sneezed on. I'm not going to lie. They're not really selling this to me. They're all like, we smell like shit. I think we've been playing with shit. I think this is elephant shit. Ooh, I don't know. I think elephants are so cute. I think baby elephants are especially adorable. I love like all those shots. You've seen like that overhead shot. I feel like it's like a famous like thing that shows up on like every social media feed every once in a while right and it's like an overhead shot of a bunch of elephants napping it's so fucking cute okay it's adorable but like I don't need them to be I don't need to be in their face I don't need to be touching them I could admire an elephant from afar because it's not my business i <laughs> We got to keep the elephant in elephant places. We got to keep the humans in human places. There's no business of humans getting that close to elephants. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I just don't think it's necessary. Um, the mud f- rubbing on the elephants and the poo- the poop fight and all that. I don't know. It just seemed disgusting. I was like, no, thank you. But they hose off and they go to lunch. And at lunch, they're ha- they're bonding. They're having fun. Portia is just so fucking charming. She is making everybody laugh. She says she's going to suck the cork out of a wine bottle. She's just, everybody's having a great time. They go around and they talk about the best and worst of being a housewife. And they're all just, you know, sharing different things. I think Candace says um, just like the honor of being a housewife. But the worst part of it is the social media stuff. And um, Heather and Whitney say, you know, the opportunity to like be who they are and expand themselves as like as like people, as adult women um, and all that kind of stuff. 
I think Alexia doesn't really talk about anything except for the fact that Miami had a comeback. And I was like, mm, okay. But Portia says that she um, she talks about filming in the midst of postpartum depression. And it's there's a lot of tears. And how supportive her producers were and everything like that. Marisol talks about Elsa and her mother and how beloved she was. But she gets emotional because she says she was worried about Elsa being on TV because of her... like how disformed she had gotten from all of the her years of filler fillers and um it's actually like the first I feel like we've really even seen Marisol like open up about any of it you know because most of the time Marisol's like I'm drunk here's a cocky blah 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 but I like seeing Marisol actually talk about herself and talk about her mom um we get to Leah and Leah shares the emotional experience of the last season that was was filmed with Leah. And obviously we know that that was the Ebony season. That is a season, I think it was like mid-pandemic. It was like a post-pandemic. So it was like, I think the season before that ended in the middle of the pandemic. And then this one started in the middle of the pandemic. It was like 20, late 2020. We all remember that season and it wasn't a great one. But Leah says that... Um, you know, her grandmother was dying and nobody on the cast, nobody encouraged her to leave. And everybody here is looking at her sideways like, if you, why were you waiting for somebody to tell you to leave? You should have left yourself. And then she starts to cry and she says she wasn't even sure if she wanted to come here because she had such a bad experience. And, you know, she's glad that she's here now because everybody's been so great and all that stuff. I mean, it's interesting to see all the other women's reactions to the story because I think that they all feel like if you have something going on in your family and you choose to continue filming, that's on you, which I agree with. But then Leah also kind of backs it up to say like, oh, I didn't leave. And then when I decided to leave, she actually died. And then when it showed on TV, everybody was like, oh, you should have left. You should have left. Uh, it's complicated because I think all the women that are at the table that are wiping your tears are also thinking the exact same thing. Anyway, the ladies head back to the house. Candace shares in the van with Alexia, Leah, and Heather that, you know, today was a really good day and she's been having a lot of anxiety and she's like crying a lot more. So she's crying, no crying goals. I mean, that girl is letting all of her makeup run down her face. She is really, really getting emotional. And she says that she and Chris are not doing well. They're doing the worst that they've ever done and it's because of Chris's job and how much she has to work and how they never see each other and they got in this big terrible fight right before she left I gotta say this added on to the stress of what we've seen on Potomac between Chris and Candace because of Giselle it's gotta be a lot you know I'm a candy girl every day I love her I love Candace she's my problematic favorite but I was really sad to see her cry like that because I'm sure that he's thinking like okay we had this really stressful season you have your like music career. We just finished filming two weeks ago and now you're going to Thailand. Like that's, that is hard. That's really hard, but she's opening up to them about it. Um, The other van has women talking about fertility and children and here Marisol shares why she couldn't have kids. And like, again, I have to say, this is the most that we've ever gotten to know about Marisol and I just wish that she would share more of that. Like, we never see the side of Marisol, you know? Um. Anyway, uh, what happens then? Oh, I lost my spot in my notes. Okay, let's see. Oh, right. They get back to the house and they get ready for this ladyboy dinner that um, Candace is organizing. Portia also orders some KFC, 
via Pepsi, who seems, again, like a gem. Um, Heather sews some hair into Whitney. (laughs) And they talk about bad weather. And it's annoying to watch them communicate because I feel like Heather's just like the fucking worst. I mean, Heather has not changed. She's consistently just like the worst. And I do feel bad for Whitney because I think she feels like she's gotten to the same page with Heather. But I think she also knows that Heather's like not really paying attention, which is why later on she does talk shit about Heather because I don't think that Heather's a trustworthy person. But also, I don't care and I'm exhausted. I'd rather watch Alexia just like sit there and blink. Or Marisol just sit there and drink, then watch bad weather go over the shit again and again. Um, they get ready, then they head out with their heels on and the grills in their mouths to the ladyboy dinner. And Candace gives everybody their ladyboy names. It is peak Giselle and Candace shading because here's what happens. When Candace gets too cutesy and shady, Giselle's immediate response is like, what? That doesn't make sense. Huh? I don't even, it's not even funny, whatever. It's not even funny. And it's like, Giselle, you need to be a little bit of a team player. Like Giselle is like queen of can dish it out, but can't take it, you know? Um, But I enjoy it. I enjoy watching them fight over silly, shady stuff. I don't want to see them fight over fucking uteruses or husbands, you know? Both Giselle and Portia are salty about their names because I, she need a man and she she take a man. And Portia says it's dollar store fans and dollar store names. <laughs> it is definitely dollar store fans. Like she got up and had like this like purple like shopping bag. I was just like, where did you get this from? Like you, I thought like she was going to put the names like, you know, on the fans or something. So then that could be like cute. But she's just reading those names out of those out of her phone. I don't know. But they get to dinner and Candace is asking the girls, how does this show impact your relationships and everything like that? And this leads to the conversation of, well, Portia, did you actually steal somebody's man? And now Portia shares a brand new story of how she met Simon and boy, is it a tall tale. She says that after Simon and Fallon announced that they were getting a divorce, Portia um Simon slid into Portia's DMs and then soon after a month later she was engaged we all know that that's not actually what happened when Portia released those pictures on like Mother's Day or something with Simon and the engagement ring and Dennis and everything like that Simon and Fallon were still engaged I mean look do we have a point that Fallon may have gotten pregnant with somebody else's baby so the wedding was the marriage was already over sure But that's not what happened. And the fact of the matter is that every time Portia tells a new version of the story, it just confirms that like, Portia, you did a bad thing. You stole your friend's man. That's okay. Just admit it. I mean, it's not okay, but just admit it. Just live in your truth, you know? Be like Mia. Mia straight up. Mia from Potomac always admits that she is a homewrecker. (laughs) She admits it. Um, Giselle asks Alexia about Herman and Alexia starts to tell the story about her marriage to Herman and being, and him being gay after, you know, he died, finding out that he's gay and everything like that. And Leah is just being her absolute most bratty self. She says that she's bored. She's bored. She's, this is a bit of a snooze fest. Alexia's in a loop and she's going on and on. I believe all those things to be true, that Alexia does tend to go on a loop. She's got like a set story and she has to tell it from start to end. I mean, she's gotten like in this version of the story, there's accountants involved and all this stuff. But I think Giselle is like really intrigued by juicy stories like that. So she's fully listening. It's just that I think that 
Leah's watched Miami and she already knows the story because she was talking to her about it in the car. And it's kind of shitty because in the car when they're having that conversation, it seems like Leah and Alexia are like bonding quite a bit. But it, this time, it just seems like she's bored. I mean, Leah sucks. She sucks so bad. Marisol calls her out on it and Leah denies it straight up. It's such Heather Gay behavior. And then she calls out Marisol for drinking. And I think that is the end of episode two. <laughs> we go to episode three and, you know, it's crazy because Leah somehow sucks so bad that I'm supporting Marisol. Like, you got to be a real piece of shit for me to be supporting Marisol. We open back up and it's about boredom and micro dicks. They're like, Leah, what would you rather talk about? You want to talk about micro penises again? Leah's like, no, no, it's just talk about something else, like take shots, whatever, talk about something else. So Giselle says, listen, Leah, I just want to say if somebody's sharing a personal story and you said it's boring, that's mean. And Leah's like, okay, sorry if I offended you, whatever. And it's one of those like, sorry if I offended you apologies. Like, no, you were offensive. You were being offensive and you were being rude. Just say sorry. Don't say if. You know exactly what you were doing. Um, Giselle starts to talk about how she got trolloped before going to Thailand and Miami because apparently she need a man, got a man, so she don't need a man. Um, and Leah and Candace get up to go use the bathroom. And this is where Leah says like, I, she starts complaining, everybody hates me. Everyone hates me, which is so annoying. This is like Heather gay behavior. This is like, I, I can only call it like, I don't want to call it just white girl behavior because <laughs> white women get really mad at me when I talk about them this way, but number one, get a grip. But it is definitely behavior that I have seen only with white women is the best way I can put it. Like, I don't, I'm not saying that it's only behavior that that only happens to white women. It's just in my experience, I've only experienced it with white women, which is you do shitty things. Like, it's like, a, it's like an Amanda Batula thing to do. It's like a Lindsay Hubbard thing to do, you know? You do a shitty thing, then everybody calls you out on it. And rather than owning the fact that you were shitty, you're just like, oh, everybody hates me. I mean, what's the big deal? It's like not that serious. Like what's OK? Everyone hates me now. It's like, OK, but you were shitty. It's like the same way with Heather. You were shitty. You asked Leah if she you try to get Leah drunk, even though she is a recovering alcoholic. And then everybody hates you for it. Yeah, it's because you did a shitty thing, like live in your shit, you know? Um, but the ladies at the table are complaining of indigestion and they don't know where Candace is. They're wondering about the heat. It's hot. Things are crazy. And then Candace surprises them with the lady boys and they do a little dance and it's great. It's fun. She does her little drive back performance. I mean, it's impressive. Everybody seems to be impressed. Um, she's dressed like a loofah and it's great. Everyone has a nice time except for Marisol who finds out that she might have an ulcer. <laughs> In the sprinter ride back, it's Marisol, Candace, Heather, and Leah together, and Portia and Giselle are just immediately talking smack about Candace's little baby shade. And this is like where I get so annoyed about like Portia because she's like, oh, like, oh, she planned all those fans. Like she only did the names because of me and you. She only wanted to talk about Simon. I'm sorry, Portia. Did you think that nobody was going to bring that up? It was like the juiciest story in 2021. It was like, quarter first quarter 2021 or or q2 maybe 2021 because it was mother's day okay and we were all 
hooked to our phones. It was like the Scandaval before Scandaval. Holy shit, Portia got engaged to Fallon's man? That's crazy. So why do you think that nobody's going to ask questions about it? That's silly. But they're like, they're like, oh, like Giselle's reason is so stupid. She's like, oh, I just don't like, I didn't like the name because Candace isn't petty. She's not petty, LaBelle. She's not very petty. Okay. So this is where I thought it was interesting that Giselle says that Candace is never one to start. She's not petty. That doesn't, I guess to her, it means that in order to be petty, you have to be the one to start it first. But she says, Candace never starts it. She only responds, which I feel like should be bookmarked and remembered because that's something that they always come at Candace for. Like, oh, Candace, like people only react this way to you because of how you are and blah, blah, blah. No, even Giselle says Candace is never one to be mean first. She's always mean in response. So I feel like Giselle should remember that. Um, the next morning, Alexia is planning a yacht party. And oh, my God, in the words of these girls, I Dios mio, okay? This yacht party is one for the books, okay? <sighs> the ladies meet at the table to go to the yacht, and Giselle immediately starts to dig in. Guys, what was up with Leah last night? Why was she being so rude? She was so rude. She's so rude. Giselle keeps going on and on, doing her Giselle thing. And this continues into the sprinter van where Portia actually gets it right. Leah wants attention, and then she wants to act like a victim. Yes, that is exactly what happens. So Heather does the same thing. She does crazy things. She says crazy things. And then she's like, acts like a victim when somebody's like, oh, I didn't like that. I think that was problematic. You know, Portia um, also says she's like, you know, uh, Leah wants attention. She wants to act like a victim. And then she's like, you know, she's so messed up because she insulted Alexia. She insulted Candace's event by calling it boring. Uh, Portia, you insulted Candace's event by calling it lackluster and boring. That's what you did. Anyway, um, they all agree, though, that like if Leah doesn't want to be here, then she shouldn't be here. So they get to the yacht. It's called the For Your Eyes Only Yacht, which... If you watch Arrested Development, you are my people, but it reminded me of four British eyes only. That's a very specific joke. And I feel like four people that listen to this are actually going to get it. Anyway, that's what it reminded me of. They get to the yacht. Candace's hat is ridiculous. It is massive and is taking up too much room. And I got to agree, she does look like a thumb with a giant hat on. She looks like somebody took the thimble from Monopoly and put the top hat on it. It's ridiculous and i love her um pepsi is the one who gets them on the boat and then he's like hey all right well i gotta go back to the villa so portia it's like yeah leah you want to go back with him and this is where portia again does that thing okay everybody lay it on me i get it everyone hates me blah 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 you act like you don't want to be here so then people are going to think that you don't want to be here and they're going to tell you, hey, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here, you know? So we start into this like Leah versus Portia and Giselle fight. And it's so interesting because Leah spins this around. It says, this is why some of these women are on TV because they all have the ability to spin fights to be about something completely different. I mean, the deflection is incredible. Leah says, I open up to you guys about feeling vulnerable, about not wanting to be here and being worried about like if this was going to be a good experience. And I feel like you're throwing that in my face by talking about it. And Giselle's like, "Mm, no, because (laughs) 
because you're the one that was last night saying that you're bored and that we should get drunk like we're some sort of like drunk monkeys that need to need to entertain you and then Leah like spins that into well actually I feel like that's what everybody thinks of me because Marisol texted me before the trip and said I wish that you could drink with us So we go from Leah versus Portia and Giselle to Marisol versus Leah, or as Portia calls her, Marcel. (laughs) This is so silly. There's a lot of talking over each other. Leah, Leah's like, okay, fine. Everyone hates me. Everyone hates me. And Portia, again, points out, okay, now you're going to act like a victim. Okay, so then we get a Leah versus Portia. I mean, it's hilarious. But Leah gets fed up. She goes to the bathroom and she gets bullied into menstruation. (laughs) My God. She's like, I just went to the bathroom and now thanks to you guys, I have my period. Who has a tampon? And then Marisol's like, ew, periods. Who gets periods? Marisol. Marisol. Marisol, listen. I've never seen you eat. All you do is drink. If you haven't had a period in decades and you're not menopausal, then there's a problem here, okay, guys? There's a problem. Anyway, Leah goes off. She storms off, but she really doesn't because she just goes into like a hot tub to take like hot pictures of herself. And then Candace in defense of Leah starts crying. She's like, you know, Leah's having anxiety and she voiced it and now you're weaponizing it against her. I just want to tell you, I've also had anxiety about being around brand new people that I don't know. And then Portia comes over to uh, comfort Candace, but then she's like, well, bitch, if you've had anxiety, why did you have your shady little event? And now Portia suddenly is like, I was so uncomfortable with that name. Okay, Portia. But you did take a man. So like, don't be ridiculous. Like, own your shit. And then Giselle's like, I also was uncomfortable. No, you weren't. You were laughing about it. You were making jokes about it. Shut up. It's just they like just want to fight. They just want to get together and fight. I feel like Giselle and Portia are like, okay, we're just going to always. I feel like not even Portia, but I feel like Giselle's always going to be on Portia's side because she always needs somebody to like piggyback on and fight with, you know, or fight like alongside with, you know, she needs like her little, she needs a Robin. She needs a, she needs a person who's in cahoots with her. But anyway, everyone's fighting. And honestly, I was so entertained because I didn't really know what anybody was saying, but it was just incredible to see how badly everybody's personalities were clashing. Like Portia then reminds us that housewives have just had historically a bad time on a yacht and we get that beautiful bean footage of Portia's own fight with 50 Cent. She, we get the Cartagena boat disaster, the fight between Kenya and Ramona on Ultimate Girls Trip season one. I agree. Um, I don't know how this fight ends, but at some point, Heather starts to talk about how she enables her alcoholic friends. And I was like, what? You're saying this on TV? Because Heather somehow turns it around about herself. I think just to go, I'm just, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to connect the dots. Okay. And I'm very tired right now. And I don't know how I'm going to connect the dots, but we're going to try. Okay. So I think what happened is that in that conversation of Leah saying like Marisol said, you know, I'm so proud of you for being sober, but I do wish that we could party together. I think that Heather begins to talk about how she is with her alcoholic friends. And it goes back to the Leah, what she said to Leah on the first day. And Heather says that she actually funnels booze to her friends who are alcoholics in recovery. 
because if her friends say that they need something, she's just going to give it to them. Heather is a bad person and and she wants people, she's a bad person who is friends with bad people and she wants to continue letting them be bad. And I think that explains why she, what she expects out of Whitney and how Whitney is like not on the same boat. You know what I mean? I think like Whitney's like, no, I'm going to try to be better, like just barely. Because Whitney's not like that much better. I mean, Whitney still wants Heather to defend her while Whitney is talking shit about Lisa Barlow. So it's not like she's so much better. But I think Whitney's whole thing is like, if you can support enablers and bad people, then why can't you support me, right? But I don't know. I'm not sure how the fight on the deck of the yacht ends, but we've moved on to the inside and now we've having, we're having sandwiches and we're having a shady Spanish class and everything's good. Everyone's good. Everyone's having a nice time. And Giselle in that corner seat, relaxed, legs crossed, chilling, arms out. Like she's sitting there like she owns the fucking yacht. She starts to stir, stir shit up again. She says, hey, bad weather. I heard you guys uh, agreed not to talk to fight on while filming anymore. And Whitney's like, no, we said we're going to table it. We're going to move on. But hey, Whitney, we heard that you were talking shit about Heather. And then Leah immediately, I mean, these women are not waiting one second before throwing each other on the bus because they don't know each other and they don't care about each other. But we get into this thing where Whitney says that, you know, Heather uh, told her not to like deregister herself from the Mormon church, take herself off the Mormon like roles and um, Heather herself won't do it because she's even though she's writing a book called Bad Mormon. Whitney makes a great point in her confessional because she says when you're part of the Mormon registry, they still use the numbers. They still use your information, your demographics when they're lobbying, when they're trying to uh, buy real estate, when the church is doing anything, they use you as a person in their congregation that they could say, we need to support this person. So that's why we spend our money the way we do. I mean, you do technically end up endorsing the church by still being part of it, right? So Whitney is making a great point. And honestly, I don't trust Heather because like Whitney says, her story changes all the time. But Heather is very good because she somehow gets Portia on her side. Portia is very supportive of Heather and we get into the goddamn black eye conversation. And honestly, I don't care. It's so stupid. But this is the first time we hear this cabinet theory, right? She shares this cabinet thing. Maybe I bumped my head into the cabinet. We did not hear the cabinet theory at the reunion months later. We the cabinet theory re, again resurfaced when Heather was on her Bad Mormon book tour. So, I am leaning towards agreeing with Giselle, which is I think what we all thought. She calls herself suntan, suntan Barbie, and her explanation is great. The Jen Shaw punched her. She already knew Jen Shaw was going to probably get some time. And if there was camera footage of Jen Shaw abusing a person on her cast, that was probably going to get her more time in jail. And Heather didn't want that on her spirit. She didn't want that on her conscience. So she said, I'm just going to not say anything. I think that makes perfect sense. But Heather and Whitney are fighting and it doesn't matter. It's so stupid. But Heather says, you don't need to give me, I don't need to give you any, because Whitney's like, I've never heard this cabinet story before. And Heather says, 
I don't have to tell you that because you don't. I don't have to give you an explanation for you to be loyal to me. But again, remember, Heather's the kind of person that enables alcoholics. So Heather is a bad person who expects people to be loyal to her regardless of how bad she is, right? But I don't think Whitney is like that. Whitney is a, you're, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And she's not going to just support you blindly. So that's the problem between them. But Heather is being a monster. She's walking around. She's sobbing. She's being dramatic. She's doing that thing where she's I sobbed all night and I just, I can't believe it's like so stupid. Heather, knock it off. But somehow, somehow she gets a bunch of these women on her side. Okay. And then we move into conversations about loyalties and all that stuff. And Candace says, Giselle, in my, in my cast, there is no loyalty. And Giselle will sit there and she will just make stuff up about people and she will spin the truth about people and she will just lie on people. And she tells the girls about what Giselle said about Chris. And now we get into Leah gets real mad because now Leah's going to use that information to, you know, <laughs> get some points here against Giselle because Giselle has now told Leah, all she said to Leah was, you were bored last night and you were being rude and you demanded for us to drink and it was annoying and you seem like you don't want to be here and it's like super rude that you did that, right? That is true. Those are all true things, Leah. But Leah's like, how are you going to tell me that what I said is the worst thing in the world when you said that Chris Bassett sexually assaulted you? (laughs) The way that this stuff gets spun out of control, I mean, my God, it actually brings up a great point that Candace makes, which is when you put in that little mustard seed, it grows into something a lot bigger. But I mean, the yacht day is a mess, okay? It is a rose cone mango. It is a mess, okay? It's a lot. The yacht day's over. They go back. The bad weather car sucks. Everybody's just sleeping, but the other car is laughing. They're having a great time. They're laughing about the black eye. They think it's ridiculous. Uh, they get back to the house and they're all getting ready for dinner. And this is where Leah asked, asked Candace, you know, what do I do about Giselle? And Candace gives her great advice, which is you could check Giselle if you want to, but don't expect her to act any different. Like if I think this is always Candace's like thing with Giselle, right? Like she I don't think that she's ever trying to get Giselle to or maybe she is. I don't know. I feel like maybe Candace is waiting for Giselle to own her shit. Giselle's never going to own her shit or even if she owns it she's going to do it with like a shrug emoji oh well get over it so I feel like she's absolutely right to say you can always check Giselle but don't expect Giselle to ever say sorry to you don't expect her to change your behavior because Giselle's just going to Giselle green-eyed bandit is going to green-eyed bandit <laughs> Giselle and Portia are taking shots with Pepsi they're having a great time And they're getting ready for episode four, I guess, which we're going to get next week. So thank you guys so much for being here. I'm really sorry if I messed up people's names, guys. I have been running on very little sleep. Ramadan is a doozy for me. If it is a a doozy for you too, I am giving you my, um, all my love. I think that on my episode on Monday with my brother, I'm going to talk a little bit more about like just the fasting experience and all of that. I also do owe you guys a Miami and New Jersey recap, which I will get to you maybe by Sunday. Uh, Don't hold me to it. I know that I've been skipping on some episodes, but your girl is tired. Honestly, I might still be jet lagged from my travels in Europe. Um, But thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I will be back later on to talk about all the things that we talk about. And I'll talk to you then. Bye.
Bye.